Hey guys, welcome back to Be The Sunshine. This is Courtney Richardson, and this episode is The Power of Being Goal-Oriented. For this episode, I'm so excited. I have a super special guest. Her name is Molly Crisman. She was my sixth grade English teacher. She was someone I've looked up to for so long through my childhood. She was a teacher that always made me smile and she was very encouraging, empowering, and just overall one of my favorite teachers I think I've ever had. And she's so sweet to come and do this interview. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear what she has to say because she has some really good knowledge and super cool. She's lived a super cool life, still living a super cool life. So now let's go to the interview. Hi, so thank you so much for coming. I'm so excited. You've been such a cool inspiration to have in my life. I'm so honored that you asked me. I think this is like the coolest thing that you're doing. And, you know, I love like being a part of it. Yeah. And I thought you were perfect for the power of being goal oriented because you've had like really cool careers in your (laughs) life that and such cool stories. But I wanted to start from like the beginnings, like what college you went to and if you had a major. Um, Yeah. Well, I originally, when I first went to college um, for undergrad, I went to um, Loyola in Baltimore. Um, which when I went there, because I'm old, it was called <laughs> Loyola College, but now it's Loyola University in Baltimore. And when I went to college, I actually studied political science at first um, because I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. My dad is a lawyer, and I thought, that seems cool. Um, but then I worked at a, a courthouse the summer after Ooh. my first year of college, and I hated it. Um, It was just so politicky and Mm -hmm. so kind of, I don't, just wasn't my thing. Um, And then I considered staying with poli sci and trying to get a law degree and then becoming a lobbyist. But then I found out you don't get to pick what you fight for. And I can only fight for the thing that I believe. Totally. So I, um, I switched and became an English major basically because English was my best subject. (laughs) And I was having a lot of fun in college, and that was the thing that I could do the best in. Was that at Loyola that yes. you were English? Uh-huh. That's, that's so, awesome. Yeah, so I didn't, I mean, I knew I wanted to do something creative mm-hmm. and something, you know, with writing, but I didn't really, at, you know, at 21, 22, I didn't really know what I would do with my life. <laughs> that was, that was going to be my next question. Like going into it, did you have like plans or ideas on what you wanted to do? I didn't. Initially I had the law plan, but when yeah. the law plan fell through, I just had the fun plan and the like studying something mm-hmm. that was, you know, I, I naturally would do well at. So then I was going to lead into your next question. <laughs> uh, we're outside in a leaf though. That was funny. <laughs> Um, so then your next, what was your first like big career out of your English major out of college when you graduated? Um, well, when I graduated, I, I didn't get like a really cool English job right away. <laughs> I, um, I actually temped for a little while and one of my temp jobs was for a travel agency. And when I worked for the travel agency, I, you know, just was kind of like a go-getter and I was interested in the things they were doing. And so the um, receptionist went on, was on maternity leave, and that's who I was working for. But some of the uh, um, actual travel agents there, it was a corporate travel agency. So we did like big, we had big travel contracts for companies that had employees that traveled a lot. 
and people would call in sick and they started just showing me how to fill in when someone wasn't there. And so when the receptionist came back, they actually kept me as a travel agent, um, which is funny because I'm terrible at geography. Um, but I was able to work there for maybe a year. Um, and then I saw an opening when the Discovery Channel was in Bethesda. There was an opening for someone in their travel department there to book flights for Discovery employees. Um, and I thought that's my chance to get into like TV or that's something so cool. cool. <laughs> so I, I got that job. And then I was really nice to all the executive people who um, were traveling. Being and nice was, is important. It's so important. <laughs> it makes a big difference. Like going up and going down in your career, you always have to be nice to everyone because you never know when someone's going to pop back up yeah. and... And, you know, maybe be able to do something to help you or maybe, you know, become your good friend. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's how I got my job at Discovery, which was my cooler job. Yeah. <laughs> when did you change into teaching? Um, not until after I had kids. Ooh. So I worked for Discovery for 10 years mm -hmm. and um, I got to do lots of, like, cool stuff. Um and, but I worked for the Discovery International Networks, so I had to be on an international clock, um, which is really hard to have daycare when yeah. you have to work at times that, you know, aren't necessarily what people want to work <laughs> in this country. And I also had to travel. Yeah. And um, so when I had my, my older son, Mac, I didn't... Um, I couldn't figure out how I could make it work. Mm -hmm. So I stopped working there and I just started doing freelance work for, you know, different companies with writing. Um, but I just, that's when I decided to go back to school and get certified to be a teacher. That's so cool. She was the favorite teacher when the school <laughs> I went to. Um, then I was going to ask you about, was there a point in your life? Like, that sounds like you like went with the flow with a lot of stuff like that. Did you ever have like goals? You're like, I want to do this. I want to get here so I can get to there. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, that's sort of how I felt when I went to Discovery. Mm -hmm. My goal was not to be a travel agent there. <laughs> it was to parlay my travel agent job into something cooler. Um, and when I was working there, I did the same thing for most of the time that I was there. I, I um, was a writer and a producer for um, on-air promos for the channel. So it's like tonight on Discovery Channel, like, you know, those kind of little commercials. Um, but what I really liked about the job was I made a lot of close friends there and we would get to travel together. And that was the thing that I thought was the most fun. And one year they sliced the budget and they said that some of my friends weren't going to be able to go on this big trip that we went to every year on a convention, and I could not have that happen. Yeah. So I came up with this idea where I pitched to the people who ran the convention a, um, a session there that I came up with and that I would produce and have people that I worked with Ooh, be on that. my panel. And they said yes to it, and then Discovery had to let my friends go because, of course, I employed oh, yeah. all my friends yeah. on my panel. <laughs> so uh, I, I did see when I was there how there are ways that if you are like a go-getter and you have a plan, that you can not only make things better for yourself but for the other people you care about which yeah. is a huge bonus yeah that's what i always talk about for like bringing that into a self-love topic like you can't love others if you don't love yourself it's right like the same it's like a parallel and then i wanted to ask you do you think having goals is important can like help with success definitely and i think 
I think people get worried about the concept of having goals mm-hmm. because we don't always know until mm-hmm. we're in it what we want exactly. Or, um, or your goal sounds too big and you feel like, well, I'm, you know, just like a regular person. How could I achieve that goal? So you have to have like, sort of like a big dream and then little ways that you think you could, you know, finagle things so that eventually that hurts. Exactly. Like baby steps. I know. I always talk about like celebrating like the small victories and then eventually they'll like add up to like the really big victory. Right. Which I think is so cool. And then I had an idea. Have you had any experiences when having a goal helped you in a situation or made it easier? Definitely. Um, I mean, I think when you have a goal, it gives you sort of a roadmap. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what it is that you want to get to. You just have to be open-minded to the fact that that goal could change. Like, Mm -hmm. you could change it or what you're able to get to could change. Or you could discover something entirely new on your way. So I think it's important to have sort of like vaguely specific Mm -hmm. goals but also be open to change and new experiences that come at you I love that I was actually like in my life I had very big like dancing goals and then over quarantine I discovered like my passion for yoga and then my dancing training actually helped me be better at yoga with like my flexibility and my strength so I totally like like what you're saying totally like adjusted a little bit but my overall big goal helped me like achieve my little goals of yoga and, and speaking of your yoga, Courtney, I have to say, because, you know, you and I spend a good amount of time together and I, I follow you on Instagram and I see all your cool yoga stuff that you do and I cannot do any of that, but I have started on my little fit app yeah. taking like the yoga classes yeah. a couple times a week because I was inspired I by you. I love that. <laughs> that makes me happy. Um. So going back to goal-oriented, how would you describe being goal-oriented? I think goal-oriented is just not settling for mm-hmm. something that um, isn't what you want, um, but uh, but knowing like the gist of what it is mm-hmm. that you want in life. Like, like I, I want a, a job that's somewhat creative. That doesn't mean that I have to be a you know movie producer yeah. or a novelist. But that you can find something where you're able to get your creative juices flowing and um, and and then maybe use some of that to get into another yeah. career. And if you have like a, a goal um, that's sort of broader, then you can find lots of ways to meet your goal. Like, you know, if your goal is being someone who is, you know... Um, physically fit and into you know mindfulness and all of that you can get that through dance or you can get that through yoga or you can get it through like you know meditation or um other other ways it doesn't have to be oh well this is my goal and this is what I'm gonna do because everybody's lives just sort of change and I think that's cool with you like how you worked in discovery and then after you had kids you adjusted it to still do something that you liked but it fit your schedule and your life family life better totally and and when I was a little kid, when I was in sixth grade, my English teacher, well, she was my only teacher because it was sixth grade back then, was the, you know, the one teacher who teaches everything. And, but she told me that I was a writer and I totally believed her. And when I went to work at Discovery and I, um, some of the people there had been to like film school and had worked on like movie sets and had done cool things and I hadn't done any of yeah. those things. But I would walk into meetings and I would think my opinion was just as valid as anybody else's because Mrs. Moeller had told me I was a writer. Confidence. You know, I decided (laughs) that I was. And so that was partly why I went 
I chose when I diverted to yeah. go to teaching because I wanted to be like someone else's Mrs. Moeller. Oh, that's awesome. Oh you were definitely that for me. I, anytime you'd like write good or anything, I'd be like, ah! <laughs> um, and then do you have any advice for making goals or achieving them? Um, well, I think one of the main things is that you have to know yourself mm-hmm. and so what important. will make you happy. Um, really? Not just um, like career wise or even like school wise but just like what makes you personally happy like if if a job is or a you know activities you're gonna have to get up really early for and you're not a morning person you have to really weigh how much you like that activity (laughs) because you might end up resenting it Mm -hmm. if you have to get up early but if you're um, someone who loves to get up early then you don't want to do something that like all of it is at night because that it's gonna mess up your schedule so you sort of have to know yourself and what you what makes you happiest in your life and then look for things that and you don't have to be immediately good at things that you necessarily like there a lot of people think well I'm not good at that so I should give up do it (laughs) but no one's good at anything to begin with um and you you know if you put your mind to it especially if you love it Mm -hmm. I think you can you know do well with whatever it is that interests you I always, I love talking about like getting in touch with your mind and your body and finding something that you really like. Cause I feel like burnout is also really real. Yes. And that can be so bad. Which then I had um, a question. Have you ever dealt with rejection? Oh yes. I, I get rejected all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I totally have dealt with rejection. Um, I, uh, I, I don't always, you know, I, I apply for a ton of jobs. I, I currently have three part-time jobs which I like because I like doing different things. But sometimes I see jobs that are maybe like out of my reach, but I apply for them anyhow. And I don't care if I'm rejected because I think the process of thinking about, you know, why you'd be good for that job and what you'd be able to do and, um, and applying and then, you know, taking feedback helps you figure out what you're gonna do next. And I also think sometimes when you're rejected, it just wasn't meant to be. Mm-hmm. And and you have to be able to, to see that too and be like, you know, maybe the reason I'm not getting these jobs is because I'm not supposed to. Wasn't meant and there's to be. something else I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> I love that because I feel like a lot of people, like when I'm, I'm a junior, so like I have colleges thinking about it in my mind. I'm like, I shouldn't apply for there because there's no way I'm going to get in. Like I should, and then my parents would be like, just go for it. Like totally. you never know what yeah. will happen. Oh, you totally have to. <laughs> and you're actually, your parents are absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. And you should always try things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you should never look at other people and think, well, they get all the things that they wanted and they have never experienced rejection, rejection. Cause I mean, you and I talk about a lot of things, but we don't talk about, um, me being rejected from things. And I can tell you quite honestly, it's a lot of things. Yeah. So, uh, um, I, everybody has, you know, people just don't publicize the things yeah. they don't get. <laughs> and I feel like it's important to talk about that. Um, life isn't like, I always talk about that life isn't perfect and it's just like rejection. And if you like reflect from it, you can grow from it and then maybe get an even cooler job from it. Exactly. <laughs> so I think talking about rejection and failure and bad days is important because I always like to end on a good note and talk about something happy but knowing how to handle it and accept it is so important right and knowing (laughs) that you're not alone that Mm -hmm. everybody is you know rejected at some point from something or by someone (laughs) (laughs) and then did you have any tips for like dealing with rejection um I think you just have to you know you have to recognize that 
it's not personal. Mm-hmm. When, when you don't get a job or you don't make a team or, you know, or even when, like, a friend group doesn't want to mm-hmm. hang out with you, it seems so personal. Yeah. Um, but it's not. It's just that you weren't the right fit for that really? thing. And I also, you know, I, I believe that everybody's sort of meant to be doing certain things yeah. and we just make our journey and we get to what we're supposed to be doing in different ways and some of the ways involve rejection because you were meant to like if this friend group had been the right group for you you wouldn't have met someone else who was Mm -hmm. like really important in your life or if you got a certain job you'd miss out on other opportunities and other people that you meet because everything in our lives that we do you know in some way comes back to making connections with others and you want to be in the places where you're going to make the connections that you're supposed to yeah. and that will bring the most fulfillment to your life. Yes. That was, oh, that was worded really well. <laughs> um, English teacher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's when I like to always talk about holding on to hope. Like, I feel like that can help when you get rejection. If you still have that hope, you know that there, that was meant to happen and you might find something even better for you. Right. Which I think is a good way to... That was a really good discussion. I'm, thank you for coming. Of course. It was my pleasure. <laughs> so, yeah, I think just to ending it off with remembering that it's hope and that, like, your journey is meant to happen. And, like, I just think it's so cool that your story and your careers were so cool. And I loved when I had you as a teacher, like, listening to all your life stories. I thought it was so cool. <laughs> I loved when I had you as a student. And I'm so lucky that you're still in my life. Yes. <laughs> so thank you so much. And I love you guys. And remember to be the sunshine. <laughs>